1: Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it there. Where else is your own city home to your biggest rival? The battle of the lake is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where
2: else is history still in the making? Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
1: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek Ciapala with the man, the myth, the legend... Norm Hightower, we're coming to you after a, a pretty painful loss day. Minnesota Vikings beat the Rams 24 to 7 in what was originally a, a, a tight, tight, tough battle, and then it fell apart late. Norm, how you feeling?
3: Oh, the Rams lost to a good football team today. That's what it boils down to. You know, we we were looking at is this Rams team, you know, playoff ready yet? And it's still up in the air on that, but. The, the Vikings are playing really good football, both on offense and on defense, and give Case Keenum credit. I mean, they're, they're playing well. They've got the system set up for him to where he doesn't have to worry about making a lot of mistakes, and his receivers are making great plays, and their defense is playing tough. So uh, I think if we make it to the playoffs, we're going to be seeing this team sometime there, and we better improve some before we get there.
1: This is one of those games where, yes, the Rams made some critical mistakes, and we're going to talk about that. But the Vikings came to play this game. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, and they won this game more than the Rams lost it, in my view. It's just the way they came out, even falling behind 7-0, the way they they moved in the pocket with with Case Keenum, the blocking up front, the way they adjusted to the Rams' pass rush and put them in position where they had to blitz a lot. And they took advantage of the injuries, which we'll talk about in a second. Okay, so let's take a look at the numbers. Jared Goff completes 23 of 37 passes for 225 yards today. Case Keenan, 27-38 for 280 yards and a touchdown. The rushing game is where things change. Todd Gurley, just 15 carries for 37 yards and one touchdown. His longest carry of the day, 8 yards. Latavius Murray, 15 carries, 95 yards, 2 touchdowns, a long of 34. Jeremy McKinnon 14 carries, 48 yards along of nine. Receiving wise, Robert Woods eight receptions, 81 yards along 23. Cooper Cup six for 64. Sam Watkins three for 36. Over in the uh, Missoula Vikings column, Adam Thalen six catches, 123 and a touchdown, along long of 65 yards. Kyle Rudolph five catches, 58 yards, and Stephon Diggs four catches, 32 yards. The turnover game, one fumble. We'll talk about that critical fumble from from uh, Cooper Cup. Total yards overall, 451 by the Minnesota Vikings State, 254 from the Rams, 27 first downs from the Vikings, and 15 for the Rams. So just a tough day all around. There's no other way to say it. Time of possession was key. It wasn't even, this was brutal. 37 minutes, 22 seconds for the Vikings, just 22 minutes and 38 seconds for the Rams. This is the opposite of what the Rams have been doing in recent memory. Those numbers those numbers there. Is that what you saw in the field, Norm?
3: Yeah, the numbers say it pretty well. The I mean, give Jared Goff credit. He you know, going twenty three for thirty seven isn't horrible. Two hundred and twenty five yards isn't lighting it up, but solid number. No touchdowns, but also no interceptions. So he didn't really make any horrible mistakes. So I got no problem with the way Goff played. Gurley, I mean, their defense had Gurley's number and Obviously, that didn't work out well for them. It was just it was the fact that Minnesota controlled the ball. I mean, Minnesota went out, drove the field, made, you know didn't make mistakes, and played extremely solid and they, they were balanced in their attack with the run and the pass. and that's when you've got that going on and the other team doesn't, it's, it, it's what you see on the field pretty much.
1: yeah it, this, it was it was brutal. the way the Rams were muscled around especially when it came to the injuries and how they took advantage of the Rams' injuries. Let's talk about that. Robert Woods goes off the field late. Shoulder injury was what we're told. Uh, who knows how long that's going to be who's actually carted off the field. Kayvon Webster missed much of the game after suffering a concussion. And Nickel Roby Coleman, a thigh injury, put him out of the game as well. That meant the Rams had their fourth and fifth string corners in for much of the game, and the Vikings exposed that. Okay, word from our sponsors. Sal Martinez owns the Golden Ram Barbershop out there, 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, 92683. Give him a call, 714-894-7267. Promo code RAMSTALK will make you a deal. He's open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. through Friday, and then on Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sundays, he's watching Rams football like the rest of us, hopefully, and he's closed. Sal Martinez opened this barbershop the the day the Rams left for St. Louis. Kept the lights on for us. Now his his shop is just a shrine to Rams football. So you can go in there and get a great great haircut, get a solid deal, and talk Rams football with all kinds of memorabilia to look at around you. Again, that's Sal Martinez's Golden Rams Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, 714-894-7267. All right. Let's break this down. Nor what went
3: wrong? Uh, the Vikings came to play and the Rams couldn't match it. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, the, the, the Minnesota Vikings came with a balanced attack and were successful, took advantage of the injuries, which they should have, and the Rams couldn't stop them. I mean, the first drive, the Rams looked like the team that we all thought, think that they are. They went down the field like it was nothing, and I thought, boy, this is going to be a fun game. But then they couldn't put it together after that. Where Minnesota just kept, kept going and kept going and kept going, and never really made any horrible mistakes. So that and the Cooper Cup fumble that cost us a lot. Uh, going into the end zone, you know, or or at least close to the end zone and fumbling it there that took seven points off the board for us. It would have been a different game uh, if he would have been able to to hold on to it and score. So a turnover is what cost us in the end, and, and a drop pass obviously didn't help our chances either. Minnesota just came out and played mistake-free solid football, and the Rams couldn't match it. That's that's really all it is. There's not the sky is falling. It's the end of the world for the Rams. The Rams played a good football team on the road. You know, we've watched them win on the road all year, so we expect them to win on the road. This is their first road loss of the season, right? Yes. So So... I mean, we can't we can't really complain too much. The Rams didn't look completely horrible, but they they didn't play that great either. They made a few mistakes, and it cost them. And credit to Minnesota, they played a solid football game. They look like a playoff team, and if we're going to get there, we got to do some work.
1: So here's where we look with the Rams: the offensive line did not do well up front in terms of giving Jared Goff some time, and that a lot of that is just a testament to what the Vikings were doing up front. And also, let's let's go ahead and, and throw this out there, too. I think it's fair to, to question the play calling. They abandoned the run again. They were still in the game for much of it. And with the Vikings controlling the football, they went right back to the pass over and over again and just gave it away. It was one drive heading into the fourth quarter. Again, the Rams were still in it. They were still very much in the game. Down 14-7. They get the ball back. Todd Gurley gets an 8-yard carry then right away, four straight passes, and then bam, putting the ball away. That's not going to work. You just can't give up that easy when you're still in the football game. And that's one thing that McVay has a tendency to do. He just kind of goes away from the run, abandons it, when you really need to at least keep him honest with the run game. And I think that's one thing that hurt him. Another thing that hurt the Rams, we really need to talk about that as well, is the lack of depth. At the cornerback position, it was exposed today with both Webster and Roby Coleman going down. Now you have Dominic Hatfield back there. It was brutal. They just took advantage. They just picked apart Hatfield. It just was brutal. I think it was a horrible thing to watch if you're a Rams fan, and it really kind of exposes what the Rams need to do in the upcoming draft to correct that problem. It's not something they can fix now very easily. But I think you and I both knew, Norm, that entering this season, the Rams were not a finished product. They still have some places they need to fix and this is one of them.
3: Absolutely. They're they're playing at a high level. I mean, compare this loss to the Rams last year and this isn't this isn't a loss like you saw last year. It was a solid performance by the Rams. It just wasn't great. They played a tough defense and that defense exposed some some issues that we have on offense and they played extremely well and our offense couldn't answer. I agree with you on the play calling. I'm afraid that Sean McVay gets a little too pass happy. When you don't play balanced enough, it really allows the defense to adjust to the pass. And where was Tavon Austin today?
1: Good good point. Where was he? Did he even get a carry?
3: I don't think he did. No. I mean, he wasn't even on the field today that I. I mean, that made any impact, anyways. So I just. uh, I. I. We're a team that's learning. We have a coach that's learning. We're a team that's that's trying to figure out what their identity is, and when what's been working for them doesn't work, we struggle, and, and that showed today on offense. On defense, we still got to work a little bit on the run game. That's an issue that we've had all year, and 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 I don't, I'm gonna have to really watch the film to see what went wrong there today, but we definitely have trouble in our secondary, and, and we're gonna have to definitely address that. The Rams have been playing at a high enough caliber that we're, we've all been happy and have high expectations. But let's be real, this is the first year under a new head coach with a new offensive system and a new defensive system, and the fact that we're seven and three shouldn't shouldn't be a bad thing. So let, learn from it, grow from it, and it was a road loss, which you know those things happen. So we'll see. You know they got some tough opponents coming up. We'll see how they bounce back against them. And kind of go from there.
1: You know the the uh, the thing I really have an issue with in terms of the Rams in this game is just that they were not able to to do their normal adjustments and and you know part of that is just the way the Vikings control the game, but some of it was within their control, especially on offense. And that's that's the only really disappointing thing for me. A lot you're going to lose. This is the NFL. You're going to play good teams. You're going to lose. But there are still some things you have in your control. And better offensive adjustments for me was one of those things. Running outside, too. The Rams weren't very good at running outside today. They didn't, and which blows my mind that they didn't have Tavon Austin in there for any outside plays. But they just kept trying to push it. When they did run the ball, they tried to push it outside. Wasn't happening. And then you have Tall Gurley kind of looking a little bit like last year, to be honest with you. You know, all of a sudden just getting tentative. They were not getting good bursts up front either. And I I, I just want to see him more in between the tackles, getting through holes, one cut and go, and he got a little too pretty sometimes today.
3: Well, not only that, but when you've got a guy in the backfield between you and the offensive line before you even get the handoff, (laughs) that kind of makes you go, oh, holy cow, what am I going to do now? And that's kind of what it looked like. The offensive line struggled today against a really good defensive front. I I think – that these two defensive fronts that were on the field today for both teams are two of the best, if not the two best in the league. And so you got to give credit where credit's due. The difference is, is that we weren't able to stop the run and they were. And, and a lot of that had to do from the penetration from their defensive line. Sometimes I feel like the Rams pass rush too much instead of containing and when you pass rush and you start to, to go around the outside, it opens up the middle. And, and I think we do that a little too much sometimes. And when you, and when you blitz a lot, you're going to, you blitz the wrong hole and that, that could be a problem too. So I think we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of growing pains. We're seeing, seeing an inexperienced middle linebacking core in a new defense. They're not rookies, but they're in a new defense. It's kind of like learning calculus for the first time and then trying to go out and be an expert at calculus. It just doesn't happen. So, I mean, I look at this whole game, yeah, I'm disappointed the Rams lost, but they played a really good football team, and the football team they played deserved the win. They went out and played solid football at home like they should, and the Rams ended up coming up short. Turnover and a couple drop passes, and, you know, it really changes the flow of the game. If Cooper Cup scored and not fumbled it, who knows how this game would have turned out.
1: Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute because I I really want to address that. But there is another thing here as well. The other thing to talk about here is just the way the Vikings control it up front. I, when it comes to the running game, I'm going to differ a little bit from you on this. The Rams did okay defending against the run. Just over time, as they could not get a pass rush in there, the Vikings took control of the clock. And that's when they started really wearing out this Rams defense. It was very reminiscent of last year on how teams would just get ahead of the Rams and wear them down. And that's what happened today. They were able to run the ball more later in the game because they could not give the offense struggled and and also the pass defense struggled. So eventually the vet, the Vikings were in a position today where they could just run and run and run some more. That's what I saw. I don't know if yes, there are problems with the run defense, but I don't know if that was as much of a problem as it was that they could not get to Keenum. They could not get to him.
3: Well, Keenum did a great job. I mean, that one play where he, he he stepped up, so Quinn just missed him. He ducked under, uh, what was it, Connor Barwin. And then Brockers hammers him right as he lets it go, and he floats one to Thielen. That was a heck of a play by Case Keenum. you got to give him credit. And, and you're right, they couldn't get to him. But when you have all aspects of your offense working, it, it makes it a whole lot easier. Where today we had no run game, and so you compare the two, and that's the big difference there. And then, and then of course, like I keep saying, the turnover and the drop passes, but the defensive front for the Vikings is what won them the football game today.
1: I would go twofold. Let's go there. Okay, let's go there right now. Star of the game. Who's your star of the game?
3: Gosh, I I really hate to say this, but Case Keenum. Case Keenum was the star of the game. Didn't throw any interceptions made our guys miss, uh, played a really solid football game. So if I'm going to have to go game overall, I'm going to go Case Keenum, which Thielen would come into there too because of the sick receptions for 123. But honestly, Keenum's the guy that won in the game today, and I have a feeling he was going into the locker room with a pretty big smile on his face, thinking, yep, cut me.
1: <laughs> well, one of the things I talked about on Twitter today was – was just how Case Keenum gave his team more time by being able to move in the pocket. And he did such a great job doing that. And that's one thing he did well for the Rams. And you have to wonder just how much him not being able to do that with the Rams last year under Jeff Fisher hurt them. I think in a lot of ways you could say that Jeff Fisher's time made more than one quarterback last year for the Rams. Him having that time to throw, him having that time to to escape the pocket and having the freedom to do that made a big difference for both his offensive line and for his team overall. But my star of the game is the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. The way they they pass block, the way they control the line of scrimmage overall, the way they open those holes—it was very impressive. They did it against one of the oh, some of the very best defensive linemen and linebackers in the league. I have to go with the offensive line. All right, also, we have our GOAT of the game, and this is where we might see some sparks here between Norm and I. Norm, my GOAT of the game is Cooper Cup. I, I know you're a fan of his. I know that you just love the guy. I just, I've been kind of down on him this season because he, he, he's had some big drops in big situations. I, 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 It bothers me. It really bothers me. And in one situation here we could talk about today, is that fumble on the one-yard line. It puts the Rams in the lead. Instead, it's Vikings ball. Later in the game, the Rams are driving. It's third down and long. Jared Goff makes a beautiful throw. Puts it right there. He drops it. cup drops it. Two critical plays. Two critical mistakes. And I can't help but go back to the Seahawks game where the Rams had a chance to win it late. And it would be a tough catch, but you're an NFL receiver. You need to make that catch. I'm picking on Cooper Cup today. He's my go of the game.
3: Well, I'm actually going to agree with you. So Whoa! Holy, holy moly! Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> no, sparks. <laughs> no sparks this time. Uh, you know, I still think Cup's going to turn out to be a great NFL receiver, and I think he's going to be a, a really good long-term receiver for our team. But today, he blew it fumbled on the one yard line I think it changed the whole momentum of the game if the Rams go up by a touchdown at that point I think it changes everything it changes the way the Minnesota offense works it changes everything so that was the critical turning point of the game for me was when he fumbled and yes he dropped the pass that he shouldn't have dropped Uh, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the Seahawks game yeah it was and that was a bullet shot that he had to lay out horizontal to try to catch, yeah, it would have been a great catch and it would have really changed things for our, not only for our team but for him. But in this game, it, I, I don't think that one had anything to do with the other. But he, he is my goat for the game. That one yard, one yard line fumble is what really cost us, and and that's why I'm agreeing with you.
1: Fixing these issues, how did the Rams fix them?
3: Well, on offense, I think you fix it by some play calling and and uh, maybe some change, some scheme changes, some zone blocking scheme changes, and things like that on the offensive line. Uh, you just you faced a really good defense today, and so on offense, I I, I I'm going to blame the play calling more than anything, and some of the drop passes and the fumbles and all those things. On top of that, I mean, let's face it, our offense. Couldn't move the football after the first drive, but they did look really good in that first drive. We know they have the potential. They just, there, there's some things going on and they're still growing and learning. And so I'm not as concerned about the offense. The defense, however, we're, I don't know how we fix that because we just don't have the depth at the corner position to fix it. And I've been down on Kayvon Webster lately saying that I don't think he's a starter in the league. I think he's more of a nickel corner or a backup myself. But right now he's the best second choice that we have. And when he went down, it it was pretty apparent that we've got some holes there. And I just don't know how we fix that right now. I, I I don't know if there's anything we can do to fix it unless we change how we cover in the secondary. And I don't know that Wade Phillips has the ability to do that with the type of defense that he runs. So... We could be in trouble defensively, especially if if uh, any of these corners are out for very long. But I, I think that whole issue gets resolved if the Rams' defensive line can put pressure on the quarterback. So I just don't know that there's a lot that we can do to fix this right now.
1: Well, there's a few things. You could look at, heck, the offense actually showing up and getting a lead. The Rams play much better when they get a lead. They, they are able, when they can control the clock, when they can grind it down, they can do things their way, get a lead. The second thing, you mentioned defensive line play. It, it wasn't the world's best day for that Rams defensive line. Let's just be real about that. Hopefully, in some film work, they can make some adjustments better than they did this week. And I, You did mention Kayvon Webster as well. Kavon Webster, we can complain about. He, he might not be the starter we want, but there was a very real... Drop off from him down to Hatfield. And we, we can at least acknowledge that. We do need Webster back in the lineup. And that's just how it needs to be. All right. One last thing. And, and fans, I want you to notice something here. Norm and I purposely have been very kind of slow to talk this one through, very unemotional. Because right now, when we're on, on social media, we are just seeing people freak out. It's the end of the world. The Vikings were the better team today. That's it. It doesn't make the Rams 3-7. and seven. They're 7-3. Seven and three. There's no reason to freak out. There's no reason to get over-emotional about this. We knew it was going to be a tough game.
3: We knew that. Am I wrong here, Norm? No, I agree with you. That's why I said earlier, the sky isn't falling. Uh, the zombie apocalypse hasn't shown up today. Uh, the Rams played a team with an equal record coming in. We knew they were a solid football team. They're very similar to us in the way that they play. They've got a very good defense. The, their quarterback is experienced where ours isn't, but they're, they're, they're actually putting up very similar numbers. I really, I think people just need to take a chill and, and realize that the Rams lost to a tough team on the road today. And they're still a young football team, still learning. And I know we don't like to use that as a crutch, but honestly, we got a new offense that's been doing pretty darn well this year and a defense that's a new scheme that's been doing pretty darn well this year. So, you know, we had a bad game. It wasn't our best. think a couple things could have changed the tone of the game, but the sky's not falling here at all, and people just need to take a chill pill.
1: Okay, one last thing before we shut down today and go home and lick our wounds. Seeing this on social media today, I kind of want to address this. A lot of criticism being levied towards the Rams for having starters on the field for that last drive. I want to address this because I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You have a young quarterback and a young set of receivers and running back with a still, get, still molding offense. It, to me, it's only 24-7. It's kind of idiotic in my view to take your starters out. And the complaints come from Robert Woods getting hurt in that last drive. It's, it doesn't make sense. You need to face defenses like this. You need to, to learn and get better against defenses like this. I 100% agree with the Rams keeping the stars in the game. It's only a 17-point game. They can make this look a little more respectable. They can get some good first-team reps against a very good defense. I think it's worth it. What do you think?
3: Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, first of all, I think more fans would have been disappointed if the Rams would have just gave up and put their second teamers out there. So, you do risk injury. It's football. You could have, I mean, look at what happens to Deshaun Watson's at, at practice. It doesn't matter if it's in a game or if it's on the practice field. Those things happen. But you're right. I think it's you you don't get an opportunity to face this tough tough a defense that's not your own in a live situation and, and try to get better. So you know, it's just one of those things that happens in the game and if I feel like people are just looking for something to bitch about. The Rams had a tough day today. It just face it, they had a tough day. They're still a good football team. They're still way improved from last year. I think people go from being a really horrible team to having such great expectations and now they want to bitch about everything when it's not going their way. We just faced a good football team and we lost. Chill out.
1: I mean, there are definitely things. We we just covered, you know, over the last 30, 35 minutes, we just covered a lot of things the Rams did wrong today. It wasn't their day. But let's just speak some truth as as we go. The Rams are 7-3. They're still going to be in first place at the end of the day they will still be hosting the Saints next weekend and if they beat the Saints, we'll all be back happy, happy, happy again they still need to win three or so games to make the playoffs and I think those wins are there it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the world
3: well, the other thing to look at is, we win one more game we're 500 at least when's the last time we've been 500?
1: 2006
3: yeah, so God, people, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's face it. They're a lot better team than they have been, and this is going to happen. We're not going to win every game, and if we're going to lose a game, I'd much rather it be to the Minnesota Vikings on a road game in a tough atmosphere to a tough defense to an offense that's been playing extremely well. And and what, they've won six in a row now or seven in a row now? They're they're hot just like we were. So if we're going to lose a game – I would prefer to lose it to a team like this than to somebody like the Miami Dolphins or the Cleveland Browns. We didn't lose to those guys. We lost to a tough football team that's probably going to be a contender in the playoffs this year.
1: The Vikings are for real, man. They are for real.
3: Absolutely, they are.
1: All right. So, I think we've covered all the bases. We're still waiting on injury, injury news. Let's see. Let's see how things go. We'll be with you guys later on this week. We'll talk with Katie Drummond over there from Saints Wire. And we'll, let's get ready for the next one. For Norm Hightower, this is Derek C Paul, the managing editor of Rams Talk.
3: Let's sleep easy. Adios.